What's up, pals? This is Chris Sampson, and welcome to episode 53 of Super Nerd Pals. In this episode, we have a special guest, Street Fighter player and Twitch streamer, Iron Lambro. He was a great guest, we had a lot of fun, and we hope that you follow him. He does Twitch streams every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And you can also find him on Twitter, uh, at Iron Lambro, and all of his accounts and channels will be posted below in the show notes. In this episode, we talk about Pokemon, Street Fighter, live streaming, YouTube Fair Use, Fire Emblem Fates, and Mad Max Fury Road at the Oscars. So it's a really packed episode. We had a lot of fun recording, and we hope you enjoy it. Two more things. One, congratulations to Mad Max Fury Road for winning six Oscars. That is amazing. So witness blood bags. Witness. And lastly, this Friday, March 4th, is the premiere of our second episode of Anime is Weird. In this episode, we talk about Codebreakers, and we're really excited for you guys to listen to it. So if you have not listened to the first episode, please check it out. It's on our podcast feed on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's also on our website. And get ready for an amazing episode. Alright, peeps, enjoy 53 and have a good one. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 53 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host today, Andy Carasquillo, and with me is Chris. Hey, yo. Lambro. What's up? And Stan. Hello. Lambro is our special guest today, talking about Street Fighter. Iron Lambro. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I've uh, been listening for a while, lurking mostly, but you know, just Lurk. lurking. And recently, you had Stan on your live stream or your Twitch, and uh, you you owned him and gave him some Street Fighter tips, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like Stan was like learning Mika. Mika's a really hard character, so like you know, he's my like, coach. Yeah, I, I could give tips and stuff. <laughs> been, I've been playing fighting games since I was like what six. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been it's a while. That's pretty legit. What was your first fighting game? My uh, first fighting game. Um. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo on a Super Nintendo. All right, all right. Mine, I I don't know if this is a source of pride or, like, judgment. I I consider it a source of pride. I played the Power Rangers fighting game for the Genesis. That game was so hard. I know, but it was so good. I love that game so much. Mine was Mortal Kombat on the Genesis. Nice, nice. Mine was probably X-Men. Like the arcade game. Just X-Men. Just X-Men. Just Wait, does that count as a fighting game? I mean, this is more like a... That's like more of a brawler, no? Oh, yeah. Punchy, punchy. Colossus. Anyway. Brawler. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. X-Men versus themselves. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. There was there was a X-Men fighting game. It was uh, Children yeah. of the Atom. Children of the Atom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that game is legit. And then oh. X and versus Street Fighter. I yeah, never right? played that. 
I think there was a game called like X Men Mutant Academy. It was like for like the PlayStation. That game was horrible. Or is that? Am I thinking of the right one? I don't know. Whatever you're thinking of, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. What's the news? Someone, someone, do it. Uh, Wait, you know, I'll go with the news. All do right. Have, so, do we have a a sound effect this week, Chris? Uh, I'll I'll for put it flash? in. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll have a sound effect uh, in post production. Don't you worry. Tiger <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 uppercut. Ko. That's pretty damn it, good. You <laughs> win. Stan's been practicing this shit for like months. Brazil. He's got it down. It's, it's pretty awesome. Does he have a Super Nintendo on? Because this, sound, this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like some 2D shit. CPS two. Oh, am I supposed to curse? Am I allowed to curse on this? No, yeah, you can, can totally curse. curse. <laughs> okay. Tiger. <laughs> you didn't lurk enough. Yeah. <laughs> I only looked for like the first ten episodes. Oh, then you dropped out. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, sorry, guys. Uh, as for news, uh, Pokemon turned 20 this uh, past weekend. and with February it, 27th! With Woo! it, we got the reveal of Pokemon Sun and Moon. And the day before, it leaked. Yo, fuck the leak. I'm hype about the reveal. <laughs> it leaked a whole day early. I mean, Pokemon's trademarked shit that they haven't used before, so... Like Pokemon cra- Crazy Delta. I think the dank memes came out immediately. I think it came out before the official announcement. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, if you're someone who makes dank memes, this is something that you couldn't resist. Yeah, some of them are quite good. I like that uh, It's Always Sunny one. That got Yo, me. that is that my pretty favorite good. one. <laughs> I was I looked at it when I saw it. I, I was like nonstop laughing for like 15 minutes. It was the best. Yeah, that was, that was a little uncomfortable at work when I saw it. So, yeah, good times. <laughs> So how do you guys feel about this? I don't know, uh, Lambo. Do you play Pokemon like that anymore? Or uh, all right, so like the last one I took super seriously was X and Y with the whole EV training, IV breeding crap, and like that 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 took it all out of me. I think I'm done at this point. Like I did, I think three generations: Black, White, Pearl, Diamond, and X Y, where I went really hard at it. Um, how? familiar are you guys with like the smoggin academy and like I, the, uh... i'm like hardcore with that shit i have no idea what andy that is, is the pokemon master i don't know what's going on i like, I, like... To, I like to name them funny names and like run around and yeah there there is a very dark <laughs> not so secret world of competitive pokemon playing there's tier lists and everything um there's specialized breeding and training and it it, it goes it goes a little insane and I kind of took it there for like the last three generations, and I'm super burned out. I don't think I could do it anymore. Uh, I've been doing that since black and white. Is there like a shady bar somewhere where there's like a, a, a pound of cocaine on the table, and like three dudes with like 3ds's and like suits and like I mean, yeah. with cigars? Somewhere, and... somewhere there's something like that going on. It certainly feels like that. Yeah, a little bit. I, I just have like f- Fight Club, someone's basement, and everyone's like shirtless, and they're like just du- sweating and like duking it. Like they're like smashing each other's 3DSs at, for the victor. And yeah. There's um, like a guy behind a door with like a slit where the eyes are, and like you gotta press a button in the trash can to open up the door to the back room. And he's like, I got them six IV dittos for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
They, isn't there, isn't they're from different regions, the so game? you can use the Masudo method. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yo, he's, he's getting deep in there with the, the advanced techs. So the Masudo method is if you're, like, for instance, from U.S. and you use, like, a Japanese ditto to breed. Japan. Uh, you have a higher chance of getting a shiny Pokemon. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's instead of being, like, one in 2,000, it's, like, one in 1,000. That's an example, not exact numbers for anyone who's going to, like, bitch at me. Uh, Basically, any, like, advanced crap you want to know about Pokemon. There's two websites that you guys should probably check out. It's uh, Cerebi.net and uh, Smodian.com, I believe. I think it's a .com, not a yeah. anything else. So, yeah, um, if you guys want to, like, take your Pokemon game to the next level and beat all your friends or... If- any slight advantage you could come up with, that would be it. Cerebi's the shit. It doesn't only like give you information about like how to EV train and stuff like that. It also like anytime Pokemon news comes out, Cerebi's like the first good website that will have it. Um Smogon will just give you like competitive tiers for each Pokemon, different builds that you might want to use and stuff like that. And here I thought I was on this to talk about Street Fighter. This is actually a fascinating <laughs> topic. Yeah, this, this happens a lot in our show. We just go into tangents and runoffs, but it's all good. I'm happy that it's coming out this year, that they announced, like, Holiday 16. Yeah, it's coming out this year. That's what I'm happy about. I'm silently freaking out because I'm... Well, because I, I, I think I, I, I love that some new games coming out, but I've been like a very casual on and off Pokemon player. Not well, just because um, I, I, I explained this on the podcast before. Like, I didn't really grow up with Pokemon because uh, my dad got me a Game Gear instead of a Game Boy because he didn't know the difference. And then my brother like just played Pokemon all the time um, and never let me play. So it was kind of like I was kind of really a deprived Pokemon child. Um, other than that, I've played uh, Heart Gold. I played the hell out of a Heart Gold. I love that game. Um, and then I dropped off a Black and White. I don't know. I just hated the Pokemon roster. I I just don't, I didn't it just didn't click with me. And Black and White was actually known as like the worst Pokemon roster because they rushed out 150 new Pokemon. Like, they rushed it. Come on, that's yeah. clearly I mean, Ruby and Sapphire. That's the worst. That's the worst chance. Is it now? Oh, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm panicking because I just picked up a copy of Omega Red. Because I, I... No, Ruby and Sapphire... Uh, Ruby and Sapphire is probably one of... Uh, one of my more nostalgic generations. It was you... probably the first game I put, like over 100 hours into a pokemon game man because you're like a few years younger than me so that 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 was gold and silver for me when ruby came i was like in that stage where i was well, like Ruby's, ah. ruby and sapphire is also the one that introduced ev training ivy uh ivy breeding so it was the but first I, generation i didn't like any of the pokemon in that gen at least in like black and white you got piplup who's like the best have you seen Piplup? Uh, he, yeah, he a little ass of Piplup. Black and white is not Piplup, Stan. What? That's that's Diamond and Pearl. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck was in black and white? Black and white black was also white was like the trash can Pokemon. No, 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 and, like, no, no, black and white. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Was I just hate it. Like, was, that Snivy? was that Snivy? Was that Snivy? No, uh, black and white had uh, Fire Pig, I believe. 
That I mean, was it, right. Yeah, Fire it King. Was, it was Tetpig, uh, Snivy, and Oshawott. Yeah, Snivy. So Snivy was the one that I liked in black and white. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I always seem to favor water starters. Always. This is this is. I always pick the one that's the cutest or the most badass. I usually pick water. So like you know, Squirtle. Squirtle's my main man. From you Blue. know what annoyed me when uh, X and Y came out when they first revealed Finnegan and uh, Finnegan and Froki. Everyone favored Finnegan, and then once they showed Greninja, everyone bandwagon to Greninja, and I was. I was on Team Froki the entire time. So uh, I'm a little different. I've been grass starter since the beginning because, you know, it's easier in the beginning. So like, it's always been the case. It's nice. I think grass got some upgrades in the most recent generation, right? Where they're like immune to spores or something. Uh, yeah, it's immune to spore and leech seed, uh, poison powder, uh, stun spore. Yeah, pretty awesome stuff. I always felt bad because, like, grass was, like, weak to, like, most common attack types. Yeah, grass is actually, uh, if you're playing competitive and you have a grass type on your team, uh, grass isn't, like, the best type of Pokemon to have, but it's seriously, like, uh, it will, it will, like, destroy your opponent's team because the meta nowadays are all weak to grass. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a while since I've gotten into, like, the whole competitive mindset. Yeah, so, like, if you started, I would say pick up a good grass-type Pokemon. You'll be good. Cool. I'm just, I'm, gonna, lo- I'm, I'm just like, I'm so odd about this conversation right now, because it, it it looks to me like Pokemon number crunching and, like, stats. And it's like this- Oh, yeah, it, it's totally, like, number crunching. Like, it's like, oh, well, if he is 121 speed, he is one speed faster, so his turn's always first. It's like crap like that. But if he is a modest type, then he doesn't get the speed advantage. Oh, snap. Et cetera, et cetera. It's ridiculous. Chris, you, you just got to play the game like I play, where it's like, oh, man, this guy, he little ass keychain. I want to catch him, put him in my pocket. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you have to play it. Forget all this number bullshit. Stan plays it like the dream. I was like, yo, yo, is this man a, li- a little trash can? I'm going to keep him because he can be real smelly and all the other guys are going to like run away. I'll be what the best. What were they thinking with the garbage bag Pokemon? I think that was last gen, right? I was like, that was black no, and white. That was, what? that was also black and white where it was like completely rushed. What was his name? Trashawat? <laughs> no, I, I don't Garbador. remember his name. I was like, this is like the worst design I've ever seen. Garbodor and Trubbish. I, I, could not ha- I could not take seriously the ice cream Pokemon or the bird Yo. Pokemon, which is basically a New York City pigeon, but they just Come named on, it I like... bet he tastes real good, that, that little guy. You know, it's funny. All of these Pokemon you guys are naming are from black and white, which just proves my point. Exactly. I hate <laughs> black and white. That's why I, it, it killed my Pokemon. Wait, I unironically love. like the keychain and the trash can because it's, it's a fucking keychain and a trash can. Well, the, the keychain was this generation, but he's actually pretty good. And I like and his one design. guy's like a fucking light switch or some shit. He's like a chandelier. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. Sh- chandelier he's, looks so awesome. Puckin' He's a chandelier man. who's also dead. And on fire. And, fire. and on fire. And on fire. <laughs> anyway, got we got a little sidetrack. Let's move on to the Street no, no, Fighter. No, let's, let's not, I don't want to move on yet. One quick, one quick thing. What do you. What do you want in Sun and Moon? Like, what is it something that you really want to see? Because they haven't uh, really showed anything. I want Mega Pokemon for, uh... I want Megas for, um... 
trying to think of what, like Greninja, uh, goddamn, why am I like mine fucked on these names? Perhaps it's the garbage can Pokemon. It's probably the garbage can Pokemon. <laughs> it's definitely the garbage can Pokemon. He could be. A, he could turn into a whole garbage truck. Come on. Or maybe Muck. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see a Muck Mega Evolution. He'll just be more fucking slime. Muck gets no love. Uh, from a competitive standpoint, I want to see more hold items. Like I think more hold items would make the uh, game more interesting. Outside I would, of I would also like to see uh, a reverse of assault vest. So, like, Assault Vest raises uh, special defense. I want to see an Assault Vest for defense. Like yeah, a it really adds vest. some variety. Yeah, yeah. How about a Pokemon that's a gun and, like, shoots bullets? <laughs> <laughs> it could be Steel Dark type. That's pretty fucking dark, Stan. Uh, sure. Let's, let's go for it. Uh, I guess for me, uh, um, more evolutions. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Sh- I heard like they add a new evolution every other cycle. Is that correct? Or they would have to introduce a new type, the gun type, the gun- <laughs> <laughs> EV gun metal evolution. You just give it a handgun and just evolves. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? No response. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. I don't know how to respond. I mean, I, I, that sounds awesome, but it's not really kid friendly. I was trying to think of a gun show ref joke in there, but I kind of fell flat. But think about it. <laughs> think about it. Well, while we're thinking about it, what did everyone do for Pokemon Twenty? I downloaded Pokemon Yellow on a 3ds. Cool. Uh, yeah, I downloaded, or I, I, I went to GameStop. Uh, I picked up. Red, blue, and yellow for the 3DS, and I got a. F- so wait, well, that doesn't. You went there and you got a code to download it. Oh no, I was I was on my way back from like an interview thing. Um, so it was on the way back anyway. So I just I I when I was driving down, I just passed by GameStop, stopped in, picked up my codes, uh, and I got a really awesome, sweet uh, Pokemon poster. It has like all the legendary Pokemons on it. You know, you could have done that at home, right? Yeah, no, but uh, again, I was driving. <laughs> I was driving on the way back from a from a job thing, so it wasn't out of my way at all. So, yeah, and I had a really cool conversation with with the GameStop employee. So it was it was a good day. I'm just busting your balls. I know, I know you do that. Uh, how about you guys, uh, Lambro, Andy? Uh, there's a Twitch stream going on, which is uh, showing all the Pokemon movies. So that that's kind of fun. Oh yeah, the, uh, that's still going on. I think or. When I was reading an article, I think there was maybe like four or five hours left in, in the movie marathon. Uh, I was uh, I was really bummed I found out about it late because I would have stayed up all night watching that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Like 50,000 people commenting on the Pokemon movies. It's it's kind of fun. It's like part of the appeal to push is like watch crap with people. Like, it's good times. Um, yeah, let's just end it at that. <laughs> cool. Andy? I picked up the new 3DS. Uh, with the Pokemon Red and Blue faceplate. Hell yeah, blue faceplate all the way, right? Hell yeah, I'm rocking that blue faceplate. The Woo! fuck? Oh, that looks Woo! really good. Yo, you got, Mine comes in on you, one side. You got a screen sca- screen ca- and then we'll post it on Instagram or something. Oh hell yeah! So I got uh the 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 Pokemon 3ds uh which came with Red and Blue pre-installed, and I bought Pokemon Yellow. I also got the two uh, 
the two Toys R Us exclusive Pokemon cards. Oh snap! Oh, that's badass. It was a, uh, it was a Magic Carp and a Pikachu. So we had like a holographic foil or special. Yeah, they're both foil and they both say Toys R Us on it. That's that's so legit. Yeah, I, uh, the Magic Carp is my favorite. It has a move called Epic Splash. Oh, really? What does it do? No effect. Uh, Thirty damage. Flip a coin. Flip two coins. If either of them are tails, this attack does nothing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so Amazing. realistically, it's garbage, but <laughs> it just looks pretty. And it's the art is really funny. It's like a magic carp in a puddle. Oh man. Oh, that that looks fierce <laughs> as heck. That that is so fierce. Yo, Andy, you gotta you gotta Instagram <laughs> um, all of this, man. That's awesome. And then I also got the uh, the GameStop poster. But that was Man, all you I went did. all out. I wanted to go a little harder and go to Nintendo of New York, but I couldn't make it. I, I had work, and mm. it was just, I couldn't. It was too hectic of a day. Did you guys hear, like, um, like what, did they throw a special party? Were there, like, Pikachu mascots in the streets? I mean, Nintendo World do. There was a shitload of people there, and then every there's like a whole bunch of people in like the giant Pikachu costumes. That's that's basically what happened. Well, happy Pokemon Twenty, guys! I think it was it was a good one. It's good. Pokemon's been in my life for twenty years. I'm only twenty two, so it's, it's been there forever. <laughs> certainly makes me feel old. It certainly does. It really does. And there's so many parents who are raising their kids in Pokemon, and they're probably like. St- Taking their binders out and showing them their old Pokemon cards, or rewatching the Mocha. I spent two hundred dollars on this when I was a oh, kid. Snap. Do you still have your cards though? <laughs> um, I never played Pokemon cards. It was like it was, I was really, really poor, so like I would just like stare at my friend's um, super awesome Charizard and hope for hand me downs like Jigglypuff and stuff. Mm. It was really sad. <laughs> I I never collected Pokemon cards. Like I like one of my neighbors um, or classmates, she just randomly gave me a binder of Pokemon cards, and I think the most valuable one was like a was like a foil Kangaskhan. So um, yeah, hand me downs. Yeah, Love you it. know it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I got I got into Magic the Gathering, and that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But yeah. Did you well, gather Pokemon's it? Pokemon's very similar to Magic. It plays very similarly. Yeah, Andy, you gotta you gotta show me how to le- like legit play because like I kind of don't really know how. I mean, like I guess how I learned was through um I borrowed my cousin's Game Boy Advance and they had like the Pokemon trading card game game and I used to play that a lot, but I don't know how different it is now. Like. That game is actually very good on teaching you how to play the Pokemon trading card oh, game. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest that you download it if you wanted to actually learn because it'll it'll teach you. Yeah, that game that game teaches you the mechanics like hardcore. I just remember just button mashing and, and just like seeing what happens. And it was just it was awesome. And I didn't really know what was going on, but I, I clocked in a lot of hours on my cousin's Game Boy Advance on that. And I was really sad that he had, he had to leave. Anyway. All right, is that it for Newsflash? Do you want to move on? Yeah, that's it for Newsflash. So. All right. Iron Lambro. Yo. All right, so. <sighs> Tell me about the lore of Street Fighter. 
the lore of Street Fighter. Um, <laughs> not sure if trolling or not, but that might take a little longer than your podcast. <laughs> All right, give me the give me the condensed version. Tell me what I need Con- to know. Condensed version: Street Fighter One, first uh, Street Fighter game ever. Uh, Ryu beats up a guy named Sagat, strongest fighter in the world. Street Fighter Two, whole bunch of guys fight Bison in some uh, campy like. 80s action movie storyline where everybody wants to kill everyone everyone wants to stop him to like save the world or their own agenda street fighter 3 is way in the future and uh no one recognizes the character and i don't like the game uh street fighter 4 dead street fighter 4 takes place right after street fighter 2 bison is alive bison is alive and still doing evil things and it's basically the same story as street fighter 2 except it's more characters like 30 plus 40 ish and then um street fighter 5 takes place right after street fighter 4 and it's what's going on and all the same guys are still trying to stop bison they they had like three games to stop him and i guess this is the one they do it because bison doesn't appear in three which is the latest one in the continuity so that's the abridged version at what point does like cammy and like she she becomes like like a real girl and then, and then somebody somebody gets a hat, and then and then Ken goes to a party, and then some some kid named Sean he he gets a basketball, and then there's some something about T Hawk in there somewhere, and then Dan, and then he opens up like a like a dojo, and then Makoto opens up a dojo, and then Sakura never leaves college or high school, and I then. Think- um, the Twitter for the designer of the game, he was like, "Yes, Sakura's gonna forever be a schoolgirl. Like she's never gonna grow up." That's weird. And I That's don't know how weird. to feel about she that. needs. She needs to go to class. She gotta stop fighting. She gotta stop <laughs> fighting in the streets. She no. she can't graduate school because she's fighting the streets. And what about Charlie? Why is he Nash now? Why is he going by his last name? That's All his right, last so, name, right? Uh. Officially, he is now Charlie Nash. Nash was the uh, Japanese name for Charlie. But for whatever reason, when they ported him over, uh, they changed his name in Street Fighter Alpha or Alpha 2 uh, to Charlie when he came to the States. Now they just like combined the two of them and he is Charlie Nash now. And so the Alpha games take place before Street Fighter 1? Uh, yep. Uh, Alpha games take place before uh any of this happened this was like the origin story you know charlie because he was mentioned in street fighter 2 dials ending where he was like i'm fighting bison for revenge and he is the guy that died quote unquote uh he did he dies in every single one of his endings which is kind of a <laughs> motif here any game he he is in he will die whether in his ending or somebody else's so i'm looking what forward about- to seeing that in five what about the uh, street fighter ex games where does skull mania fit into the whole lore Oh, miss e- EX series. <laughs> so that was actually created by another designer. Uh, name escapes me at the moment. But Capcom basically lost the rights to like use those characters. Uh, and yeah, it, it's kind of like a alternate universe kind of dealio where it's like, similar but different. It's like Earth 2. I wanted Skullomania, man. He's the only the one. Skullomania. You get that um, Henshin stuff down. Yeah, I missed Hell that. Yeah. I hope he's Chris, you'd love Skullomania. He's like you. <laughs> You're skull mania. <laughs> All right, what about Q? What 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 is he Sagat? Let me know. Uh, uh Q, uh since I didn't actually play 3 cuz like I was a scrub at it and couldn't carry uh, for crap. Like Those I, parries, man. I don't have too much information about Q for you, unfortunately. Nobody does. Don't worry. That was a trick question. <laughs> Such so so mysterious. Wow. 
Since he's in three, I hope he shows up in five, man. Yeah, no, he's uh one of the most requested characters, so hopefully. Yeah, man. All right, so spoiler you... alert: Stan is Q. Oh no! Will be. And since, Stan is also three... Rainbow Mika, so hell yeah, by, by association, Rainbow Mika. Is Q. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're related somehow. You never seen him in the same game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lampra, how did you get into Street Fighter? And um, you know, plug us your your live streaming stuff. Like, what got you into that too? All right, so uh, what got me into Street Fighter? Uh, it was actually my first fighting game, like I mentioned before, Street Fighter Two Turbo on Super Nintendo. So, like, it was one of those things where, like, I just had it because, like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't get to pick what games you have, and your parents are like, "Oh, this looks pretty cool," and a lot of people playing it. So they picked that up for me, and then my cousin would like come over and kick my ass every day. Maybe our kid will be able to Dragon Punch one day. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, like. Hands full of blisters later, like, I finally got good at the game, but then my cousin stopped playing, so it was uh-huh. kind of bittersweet. I really wanted to, like, get revenge. Um, as for the whole streaming thing, I think I started around 2013, because I saw some people do it, and I was like, I think I'm pretty funny. I could do this. And then it just didn't take off until, like, last year, where, like, I actually had to put time into it. It's, um, the way I would describe it is, it's like hanging out with somebody in the living room, except, like... You know, people are watching, play, watching you play your game, but you don't ever have to give up control. You're playing the entire time, so like they're just watching, and it is incredible. Awesome. It's fun. Yeah, I popped in on Wednesday to to show a little bit of how bad I am with Armika and for some tips, and it was fun. I've never been a part of a stream before, and so yeah, hopefully uh, that'll be a good start for us to start doing it at some point. We've been talking house. a lot about streaming, and it's always been in the back of our minds to do it on the as part of the network. Andy's got all the equipment to do it too. It's just we haven't gotten around to it. But, uh, all you guys yeah. need is uh, some webcam and uh, a mic. I think you guys are set because I see all of you guys on, on this call. And if you guys need any help, let me know. It's uh, yeah. It takes a little bit of setup, but like you know, you after stream on you, Twitch, right? Yes, I stream on Twitch. Yeah, Iron Lambro. I couldn't figure out like the. Uh, there's like three different programs you can use, so I was just like, the fuck? And then right, I never so, figured out how to use any of them. So there's two main ones. There's XSplit and then there's OBS. XSplit is the uh, pay-for-the-premium version, which is uh, used by the, I guess, more professional people, more esports people. And then there's OBS, which is used by people in poverty, uh, like me. I, I totally <laughs> have OBS. It's yeah, downloaded. So- OBS is completely free. It's also a lot lighter than XSplit. It's a little less customizable, but it's kind of like, you know, you can figure it out. You can make it work. Uh, so if you guys do want to see example of like some of the past streams, it's uh, my URL for my stream is twitch.tv slash ironlambro. And I stream every Wednesday at 6.30 Eastern. Check it out. Actually, I think my plan, I don't know about Andy and Chris, but my plan is to to pop in this coming Wednesday and to the day the show goes up, as a matter of fact, and to just like maybe play you again in Street Fighter, let you kick my ass more uh, more training. That sounds good. And then like um, all my, I guess, past broadcast is up for like the next two weeks. So you you could uh, uh, export that to YouTube and uh, you could show off your friends. That you're on a stream. I'm completely free Wednesday, so I'm gonna hop in and we're gonna support you guys. I would like to pop in, but the problem is I close at work. Ah no. 
God. Oh, uh, no. Chris, maybe you can pop in. Do a little cross yeah, promo. Definitely, definitely. Little Lambro oh, cross nerd pals. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I do have a voice server open, so if you guys wanted to pop on, and you know, you could be heard during the stream. As uh, Stan, Stan was on the last one, so if you yeah, it was look super at my easy. Last, yeah, super easy. Just click on the link. Woo, and you're, you're Twitch. I'm down. I'm so down. All right, technology. So, all right, so Mr. Lamb, I have yes. never so hypothetical. I have never played Street Fighter before. I want to start playing, and I want to start getting good. What do I do first? Uh, I guess set your expectations first. It's like, what? How good do you want to be? Do you want to be the best amongst your group of friends? You want to be the best in the world? Um, you first, I guess set set that goal. Um, after that, it's a matter of finding resources online and increasing your knowledge. You gotta learn every day, and then that's basically it. Uh, with the power of technology and YouTube, you could see what all the pro players are doing and. What I do is I like to copy them, and that's basically it. I don't have as much time as like the pros because they play all day, but what I do have is YouTube at work, so that works out really well, actually. <laughs> all right, so you see me play. You know what my, what my weaknesses are. You know what my strengths are. So mm-hmm. we, we went back and forth a little bit on Twitch last week about what I could do better. Do you want to like reiterate some of those things for the show for people listening? So maybe that, maybe you'd helping me can help them. Uh, for like the things that I recommended that you improve on, it's kind of universal. I kind of like say it to a lot of people, the uh, big things that you want to have as your fundamental, as your core is that you don't want to let anyone jump in on you. Every time they jump, they can't block because they can't block. You can knock them out of the air. So make sure your anti airs are on point. And, so Street Fighter Five, more so than Street Fighter Four, is really big on punishes. So if you see your opponent being open, you want to do as much damage as possible because he just screwed up and it's your chance to get in. So work on maximizing your damage on your punish. Nice. And like pokes, those are really important too, right? Like all those light punches and kicks and shit. Uh, so yeah, uh, pokes are important in that it is safe damage. Uh, I mentioned earlier that you know you gotta punish your opponent, but if you do pokes, they're kind of safe. It's kind of hard to punish, and you're just feeling your opponent out. It's called footsies, where you're playing footsies with each other and trying to like get yourself in, get that slight damage advantage, and then you uh, take the game from there because you dictate the game if you have more health. Yeah, when I when I used to play Street Fighter, it'd be like special move, special move, special move, jump, jump in. <laughs> And like never block. <laughs> Always press forward until you die. Oh, I and remember those days. It's like, oh man, yeah. you're throwing me. That's cheap. That's cheap. Yeah, and it's like apparently you need to like be patient and wait and like feel things out and like punch and not use special moves until your opponent's open. Who knew? Who knew these things? Yeah, I it didn't. gets like Pokemon, it gets pretty it gets pretty deep, like if you want to put time into it. But once again, it's like what you want out of it. It's like if you want to just like play around and have a good time, you could totally do that. If you want to be really, really good and go to tournaments, there's tournaments in New York that are like have some of the best players in the world. It's all a matter of setting your expectation and your goals. What do you want out of it? What do I want? Um probably just be good enough to beat all my friends and my viewers, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> like I tried a tournament thing and like like I said before, I really don't have that much time till I be that good. So um I'll settle for being above average and uh yeah. 
that's that's my draw. To, to stay that's... relevant by being not a pushover and um, I guess have some knowledge to help my friends out if they need it. Yeah, I think that's my goal too. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go to like any tournaments. I just want to be really good that I can kind of beat the hell out of people on the internet. My that... <laughs> goal is to be the best, like no one ever was. To Man. beat them is my real <laughs> test. To Sorry, it's, all it's, my goal. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, my goal is to be the well, not I mean a really good M Bison player because I he's my favorite character. But I suck at him. I suck Apparently at him he's so really badly. Good in Street Fighter Five. Yeah, you're in luck. I think he's the best character in the oh, game. Oh wait, in, uh, wait, in Street Fighter or just <laughs> in Street Fighter Five. In my opinion, he's probably the best character in the game. What's your What's your top tier uh, fighters for Five? Um, I act- I actually have a list. Let me pull that off really fast. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think Bison, Chung Lei, Nash, um, Vega, and Karen are my top five. Nice. Where does Mika fall in, in that order? list? Are those like in order the best or uh, uh or just like tra- yeah they're in they're in general. order from from best to worst I think most BS to least BS um Bison Chun Nash uh Vega and Karen uh the game is really balanced though I feel like you could win with everybody the guy on the bottom of my tier list recently won a bunch of tournaments it depends on the player yeah. uh yeah game's really really balanced it's really really good <laughs> what about Armika where does she fall. Armika's um above average. I think she's top ten. Yeah, <laughs> definitely top. That's 10 all for I me. need. That's all I need. Um, so what do you think as as a game, Street Fighter Five? Where does it fall in the series for you? Like, I because there's stuff missing right now. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like the version that was sold for sixty dollars for everybody picking up is it's early access right now. It's yeah. early access until all of your other stuff gets released. It, it feels like they rushed it out for whatever reason. I think it's because of the tournament season. They want the pro players to like play the game and get really good at it. So that when Evo comes yeah. around, it looks really, really impressive. Because right now, all the bones and features in the game is catered to the hardcore crowd. There is nothing there for the casual crowd. And might be shooting themselves in the foot there. But that's uh, how the cookie crumbled, I guess. Is it like do you would you see can you see it being in like your favorite Street Fighter or do you have a different fighter Street Fighter that's your favorite? Uh, currently, it's my favorite Street Fighter. Um, nice. Charlie, Charlie Nash is my favorite character ever, so his inclusion kind of sold the game for me. Same with Mika me, me for me, honestly. But yeah, Alpha Three Boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, how do you feel about the new characters like like Laura and Rashid? I um my original intention was to have Rashid as my secondary when the game came out because I thought the character design was really really cool. He is like a cool guy that's like hooked up on Twitter the entire time, and he has. A Are scouter. you serious? I looks like it's from Dragon Ball Z. I think that's he, awesome. Yeah, he has he has a scouter. <laughs> like his big thing is he's like a millennial. He's like on Twitter all the time. He gets fighting advice from like Twitter and like he's. He has oh, a just like servant. <laughs> yep, just like us. I'll, I didn't know. I didn't know about your man servants, but you know, I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> um, I'll hook you up. I know a guy. Nice. I think Laura, um, over very very sexy for no reason. They just like we we need a sexy character, so they they made Laura. Um, Natali also really cool. Uh, his speech his speech impediment kind of throws me off a little bit, but otherwise a great character design. You pick the yellow. You can color. turn he Super looks, Saiyan. It's, he it's looks awesome. Super Saiyan. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and I think the last new character is Fung, which is a tall, lanky Chinese guy with poison. Uh, 
I love goofy designs like this, so I think uh, they really, really uh, succeeded there. I think cool. he's a very cool character. Why is Why is Charlie Nash your favorite? Uh, so like he his original like characterization is that he was just an American badass. Like he was like out fighting terrorism before fighting terrorism was a thing, and <laughs> <laughs> like. His big thing was like, I'm gonna fight for justice. I'm gonna stop Bison because that would bring justice to the world. And I thought that was really cool. That and like, he wore glasses, and there was no fighting game character that wore glasses at the time. And I was like, wow, he's just like me, except super yoked <laughs> and prosonic booms. <laughs> so yeah, nice. that that's what that sold it for me. That like really brings me back. I always like the Rainbow Miko because she's just a straight up pro wrestler, especially in this game where she has the microphone. That's why I can never, even though you tell me to stop using her V skill, so I bad. can't stop. So like bad. I gotta take out the microphone and talk some shit. Like I gotta do it. It just I can't stop. I'll I'll look up some like footage for you from pro players and see if they can, they practically use it. Like use it practically. Yeah, yeah that that'd probably be helpful. I'm even if I if I can't. Like, if they don't use it like that, I'm going to find a way. Like, those players who are, like, really good at Dan for some reason. Like, that kind of thing. Even though, isn't Dan, like, really good in Street Fighter 4? Uh, Dan was, like... I mean, Street Fighter 4 wasn't balanced. Um, a fun fact, I hated Street Fighter 4. So, you know, this might be a little <laughs> bit biased. Um, Street Fighter 4 wasn't balanced in the sense that, like, Dan can't beat the top three characters. So, like, that was a thing. But he is perfectly viable and perfectly acceptable if the top three or top five characters did not exist in the game mm. <laughs> yeah i just i just like to find i always like to use something really weird and like make that the thing that i that i is like the cornerstone of the way that i fight usually in street fighter like mm-hmm. with with dudley i was always throwing the rose oh, and so you, like, you like the gimmicks was, you come from yeah a i love background. the you love the gimmicks, gimmicks. is like my my bread and butter so it's like with armika i gotta pull out the mic i just gotta do it uh, just I'm like s- the fucking rose i'm still waiting for my vince mcmahon character where he just like swags out into the open <laughs> to like the no chance in hell theme so wait lambo are you like a big wrestler fan like stan i uh dropped out of watching wrestling i guess um i guess when john cena started becoming popular was around the time i stopped watching uh, many, many have. <laughs> I, I stopped watching wrestling back when, like, like when the Hardy Brothers stopped being a thing. Yeah, the, the uh, Attitude Era. That was fantastic. That was amazing. That was great yeah, storylines. D-Generation X. Undertaker, like, Steve Austin. Forget about it. Can we bring back the Bronco Buster? Like, is, can, can As a Street Fighter move? That, Hell yeah, we that. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I could I could see Armiga doing that or Zangief even. Hell, yo Zangief, one hundred percent. Oh, wait, Lambro, I have I have I have some lightning round questions. All right, I, I'm sorry. Okay, sure thing. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> Your thoughts on the Street Fighter round. movie? Let's go. Uh, Street Fighter movie. Um... It was just Tuesday. It was just Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Loopy Fiasco versus Daigo match? Completely staged. Completely staged. But good for the. Good, completely why, staged. Why, why staged? Or how, what? Do you, what, do you, what makes you think it's staged? Alright, because like at the end of it, um, Daigo thought there was more games going on. So like, I think like he was sandbagging because he thought that he has two more games to take it back and make it exciting. But 
when when the, when the whole series is over, they both look confused as hell, and I was like, something ain't right here. This ain't right. They pulled a dusty finish. <laughs> so on uh, Lambro, I think you and S and P we gotta get together and crack the case and and reveal the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I got nothing. I was like, I was watching it, and I was like, yo, Lupe plays like every can online. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> oh man. God, there's so many reuse and Ken on Street Fighter Five right now. Like when you yeah, play man. online, God, there's so many of them. I mean, they are like the more popular characters of the game. So they're like they're like the the starter like pack, the, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they 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 are the sub zero and scorpion of Street Fighter. So, Lambro, yeah. yes. What's your uh, Smash brother main? Uh, Who's your main in Smash? For last year was uh, Wario. This year I wanted to play a top tier, so I picked Meta Knight. Meta Knight. What about yeah, Peach? Meta Knight. Don't you have I don't like? Know, a I can't play deep... as Meta Knight in this game. Yeah, uh, you can't play Brawl Meta Knight in this game. But if you uh, play to his strengths, he's pretty good. What happened I to Peach? I can't play Meta Knight at all. Uh, what happened to Peach? I played Peach since Melee. So however many years that is is how long I've been playing Peach. So I think it's time for a change. She's pretty good in this game, though. She's pretty good. Man, I love playing as Peach in this game in Smash Four. Have you played as any of the DLC characters in Smash Four? I own all of them twice. One, one How about time Ryu, the, you, the bearded Ryu, you the Ryu for like irony purposes. Uh, Ryu, very very strong, but I don't like Ryu because I used to get my ass kicked by him a lot in Street Fighter Four. So I was like, fuck that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so you. how do you how do you feel about Bayonetta then? Uh, Bayonetta is super strong. Like I can't figure out her recovery for the life of me, but she is so strong. Her range is ridiculous. And what about Corrin? Uh, Corrin, great, best neutral air in the game, uh, by far. His neutral air makes the character so good. Yeah, people are, are saying that like Bayonetta and Corrin are probably the two most broken characters. Yeah, Bayonetta is just that giant range. No one has anything quite like her range. Like Bayonetta can't... also has the stun move, the, the triple of B. Yeah, yeah. Bayonetta is yeah. uh, like, I think. I, I think you give it a couple of months and then like the really dirty stuff come out. It's going to be an exciting time to watch Smash 4. We should all play yeah, Smash. Yeah, we should. I, I have a 3DS now. Unless we, unless you guys are going to play Let's on the Wii it. U or... I mean... Uh... Okay. Uh, I have to like pick up all <laughs> the DLC because I have none of them and I really want like just the whole... I'm like really choosy with the DLC. I have, I have Ryu and I have... <sighs> Yeah, Cloud. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm trying to even remember who the hell I I'm have. I'm like, I'm like Lambo. I own I got... all the DLC twice: one on the Wii U, one on the the 3DS. I'm it's like Sakurai. Just take my money. Like, no. Just, just take it off of me. Yeah, I just like gave Sakurai my bank account, <laughs> and I was just like, listen, when DLC comes out, you just give it to me. Yeah, just, just, just give me another hit. Give <laughs> <Need> my fix. <laughs> give, it to me. give me that DLC. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I just want to say thank you for for showing me the ropes in Street Fighter and, like, upping my game. I, I can see a noticeable improvement playing now from when I started playing it even two weeks ago. Like, just overall. just No really problem. No problem. Um, best best way to play, uh, get better at fighting games is to play someone better than you or about your level. Um, yeah. It, wor- it works either way. If you play someone at about your level, you grow together. If you play someone better than you, um, it'll burn you out faster, but you learn a lot more, a lot faster. Yeah, I can I can definitely feel it. I'm really <laughs> feeling it. Nice. So, 
so yeah, I don't wanna we don't wanna keep any more of your time. So if you want, you can plug your Twitch channel and then we'll we'll come bother you when this episode drops next Wednesday. Alright, sounds good. Um so you can find me on twitch.tv slash Lambro every Wednesday at six thirty. I also do surprise streams. So if you follow me on twitter.com slash Lambro, uh you get to know when I go live um for my surprise streams. Mostly, I play a lot of Overwatch and Street Fighter Five these days, but every now and then I play some Wii U stuff to justify my Wii U purchase. Uh, there's also a YouTube channel, but it's kind of it's kind of bad at the moment. So if you look at Iron Lambo, you can find some of my old highlight videos, but uh, don't recommend doing that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, be- beyond that, if you do follow me on Twitch, I think that's probably the easiest way to like uh, keep updated because you get opt-in for a email notification when when the channel goes live we were mentioning how we, we might do like a crossover thing on wednesday for your twitch like stan and i and if and andy unfortunately he's he has closing but we'll try to support you on wednesday night what time is that str- twitch stream uh the twitch stream is at 6 30 p.m eastern for like two to three hours depending on you know the, the evening and how tired i am but uh, yeah, uh, feel free to stop by. Yeah, if you know fans of this show, you could hear uh, Chris and Stan on the show because they'll they'll probably be on the voice server. Hell yeah, so, you know, just hell yeah, they'll be just like and chatting. If they and happen out. to be doing three hours, I'll pop in. All right, <laughs> sounds great. Ooh, synergy! I'm really excited sounds about this. Awesome. All right, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, and thanks, thanks, thanks again for having me. Yeah, thank you, Lambro. Really thank time, you so actually. much for taking out your time. Yeah, feel for feel free on. to come by anytime you want. <laughs> Sounds Doors good, open. Man. Doors open for you to drag and punch your way in. Uh, before you go, before you go, mm-hmm. what's your favorite sound effect in Street Fighter 2? What's my favorite sound effect from Street Fighter 2? A uh, guy will comb in his hair. <laughs> what does that sound like? <laughs> it, 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 it's like... <laughs> like it, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I was, Good stuff. I was not Chris expecting that. That's amazing. Closet. You know what? Just because of that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into your like Street Fighter Two sound bites or the, the 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 sound library. I'm gonna find that sound effect just for you, and I'm gonna splice it in to the into the podcast, and and it'll be it'll be glorious. That, that fantastic. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I can't wait to hear it. All right, have so, a good night, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. All right, bye. All right. Well, right on, guys. So, Lambro right, is a guest. That was awesome. Thank you, Stan, for uh, for bringing him on. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I just wish he had more time, but you know, it is what it is. Well, let's let's break it up a little bit before we go on to the next topic. Uh, it's the twenty eighth right now, but in two days it'll be March first. So we uh, we have a new month of PlayStation Plus games. So I have this post from the PlayStation blog announcing the new free games of the month. So in this lineup, we have bro force for the PS4 flame over for the Vita galaxy for the PS4, the last guy for the PS3 reality fighters for the Vita and super stardust HD for the PS3. So among this list, I'm most excited about is um, Bro Force because Bro Force. I mean, no explanation needed. Just like eight bit American action hero mayhem. Um, the other game I'm really interested in is a uh, Galaxy, and it's a roguelike 
sci-fi shooter that's heavily based on like uh like classic 80s sci-fi um anime like Gundam. yeah exactly so that greatly appeals to me so um and i i hear it got really good reviews so um i'll check it out and maybe i'll talk about it in the next episode i just think that it's funny that three or f- three or four years ago they gave us stardust for free on uh, PlayStation Plus, and now they're giving us Super. What Stardust, exactly is DVD? Super Stardust? I, I I have no idea. What it's it. like Geometry Wars, kind of no. Kind of. I've never even played it. I just got it because it was fucking free. Okay. <laughs> just like I'm gonna get Super Stardust. I'm not super interested in the games this month. I'm probably gonna check out Galaxy. That's pretty much it for me. All right. I'm probably gonna do Broforce Flame over in Galaxy. All right. Cool. So uh, that was our PS Plus games. So I guess uh, I can go for our... our go. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want that to be in the podcast. <laughs> that'll, be in, yeah, that'll be in the cold open. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay, so um, I guess I can go ahead with the next topic of the show. Um, earlier this week, uh, it made a massive splash on Twitter... And YouTube, Team Four Star, the production team behind uh, DBC Abridge, Helsing Abridge, Yu-Gi-Oh Abridge, and they have some other shows. I don't recall what they are at the moment, but there was this huge hubbub where YouTube's uh, copyright infringement flagging system caused Team Four Star's YouTube channel, which has over 2 million subscribers, to be shut down which is a really big deal not just for them uh but for many content creators who make a living on youtube for people who do it full time just the fact that this happened and how often it actually happens is is really disconcerting and it it develops a really deep and thorough and thoughtful conversation and on what and what exactly like what exactly is fair use and how fair use can be protected and should be protected because it's the internet it's a very democratic medium but there's also this underlying reality that there's also a conflict between the internet and you know media companies and and their corporate interest in trying to preserve their capital or their, protect their coffers so to speak but just for some context, if people out there don't know what fair use is, uh, it's a legal document or doctrine that permits the limited use of copyrighted material uh, without having to acquire the rights from the original holder. And creative works that sample or take inspiration, or let's say for YouTube, you know they take a cut like they take a cut of like a video game or an anime or movie and they make commentary about it Uh, as long as that content is used to used to inspire other unique forms of content so commentary uh criticism parody satire news reporting research teaching then by law like you should be protected by fair use or fair use doctrine but what's happening with YouTube, like this, the regulations, it it doesn't really the, the how it's set up, how the system set up, it doesn't provide any real leverage 
for the content creators. So how do, how YouTube works is either companies or the copyright holders that they can report your content if they feel if it has copyright material, but also as a side, there's been cases where content like team four stars, a bridge series, which clearly falls under the purview of fair use was still flagged anyway. And the process to appeal that is very, very difficult and, and tedious. Um, so with YouTube, you have a three strike system and after that, users are allowed to appeal for each strike, but but you're given like a 30-day notice to prove that it is fairies and didn't violate any copyright. Um, but what happened to Team Four Star, their content was flagged four times. So instead of going through that grace period, their channel was automatically shut down. Um, with little to no warning. And thankfully, thanks to the massive Twitter response, like hashtag where's the fair use or WTFU and through social media, and they made a really loud, it made a lot of noise. So thankfully they got restored um, maybe like two days later. But the implications of it is it's really shocking. And I would like, I'll, I'll post this in the show notes, there are YouTube creators who explain the issue and the implications far better than I can do it. But uh, you have the Nostalgia Critic, um, Jim Sterling from the Drinkquisition. He posted a, vi- a really awesome video uh, about it a couple of days ago, as well as, um, oh, I'm sorry, yourmoviesucks.org. And their particular YouTube video was really striking because he rep- he posted a response video in regards to his channel being flagged and his videos being taken down of him critiquing this really, really bad movie called cool cat. And the director himself was the one who issued copyright infringement claims on the video, just because he didn't like the criticisms that this particular YouTube was making about his film, which uh, that those actions are clearly in the wrong because it falls under like, parody satire criticism which is all or commentary which is all protected so this is just this is an issue that's ongoing and i feel it's i feel really deep personal or we i think we feel a really deep personal connection because with our content sometimes when i'm editing cutting together the podcast you know i i take samples of um you know, like like Final Fantasy or Street Fighter sound effects or particular song, and um, so far we never have any problems because I make sure to provide credits and to uh, make sure the song doesn't use more than like ten or fifteen seconds of the reel, and especially with posting our videos to YouTube, you know I don't want the last thing I want is for our videos to be flagged because we want, we're still a young network and we really want to do YouTube in the future. So, I mean, this affects, you know, all of us and because we, we are content creators and this is our, I mean, per se, we don't, we don't get paid professionally. I mean, we want to, this is more, 
but you know, some maybe S and P will will be really big one day, and this will be our livelihood, and we want to make sure that our, that the content we we do and we put so much time and effort to, we want it to stay up there and to be protected by the law. So, yeah, that was my rant. I'm sorry. I mean, even even now, we like bust our ass to the fullest on this podcast. So, as like content creators, I can see where like how it would feel if like even though we're on episode like 53 or 54, like for all of it to just get taken down based off of like one thing that we used. Yeah. And it's also like, it's not just that is, but it's like how the system is set up, you know, companies can just do it, can flag copyrights, whether or not, or regardless of whether or not like fair use is at play, like they could just do it, you know, through via bullet storm and um again like a lot of videos have been taken down which are clearly which are clearly classified as l L or they're clearly eligible to be protected by fair use and the companies they just do it anyway and you know if that's that's what's gonna happen you know there's I feel that there's like little, very little protections for content creators not just to appeal those decisions but to make sure like these companies have like a legit excuse or legit reason to pursue this copyright infringement legal action in the first place, as well as like YouTube wouldn't be what it is without these awesome people who are busting their ass, you know, spending and like, you know, and every single, like million hours a day or million hours, you know, in, in total, um, putting it out there. Cause the, the YouTube, YouTube, what is like, Oh, like over, like a little over 10 years, 10 years old. And like, look how far it's grown. And like, like YouTube is like, it's practically its own cable network. So I don't know. I feel like YouTube should look out for its users and its content creators more. Cause it's, it's yeah, YouTube is a service, but it's also a community. That's what I think. Um, I definitely agree with you. Stan, you have any thoughts? I agree with you. I don't. <laughs> I don't have like any expertise in the in the topic at hand, and I don't know. I don't know if my opinions would be worth anything. I just think it is kind of bad that that they're given the content creators aren't given really any power in this situation. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, um, again, there's been. A lot of a lot of chatter, a lot of uh, social media about this from prominent YouTubers. Again, like I'm sorry, like uh, I'm not as eloquent as these guys, but I'll definitely post those videos in the uh, in the show notes. And we would like to hear your thoughts. And if you're a YouTube cre- uh, content creator as well, like let us know what your thoughts are, especially because uh, this matters. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That was a. That was pretty serious. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, know, I just you never have anything serious to say. That's bizarre. Yeah. But thank uh, you. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I guess we're gonna balance out the Street Fighter a little bit. You know, then yeah. <laughs> maybe I don't know. But um, and we'll follow that up with Tiger. 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 Let's see. Okay, I I guess uh, before we move on to Andy, we can uh, talk about um, our comic book pulls for the week. So comic book pulls for the week are like really fucking light uh 
are really light, I mean, we have two books. Uh, so on my pull list, it's Walking Dead issue 152. And for Chris, right, you want to pick Beyond Belief issue? Yeah, um, so for those who don't know, there's a podcast called The Thrilling Adventure Hour, which I highly recommend. It's basically a bunch of famous voice actors. They get together and, and comedians. They get together and they perform, I guess, like classic radio pulpy skits. Um, and one of them is called Beyond Belief, and I it's one of my favorite shows on that uh, podcast. Beyond Belief is basically the misadventures of a husband and wife who are both paranormal investigators but they're also raging alcoholics so so they they it's it's just so fantastic and they're delightfully charming and they created a spin-off comic uh based on the on the podcast on the show so um and the show is called beyond belief and the third issue comes out next week so i'm gonna pick it up bad girl 49 also comes out this week oh hell yeah came for that issue 50 don't know what it's going to be about, but it says 50 on it. Oh yeah. Wait, so it's issue 49, but it's saying issue 50? No, I said I can't wait for issue 50. Oh. And I, since 49 yeah. is coming out this week, that means we're close. We're close? Can't wait. We're almost up to 52. Hell yeah. Then DC Rebirth is going to have a launch. Oh, man. Can't wait for that shit. Anyway, uh, my topic isn't long at all. I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Fire Emblem Fate. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. That game's so good. That game it's is so good. Amazing. I've never, I've never been one into like strategy games. Uh, like, I've played a little here and there. I've played Fire Emblem Awakening, was probably the one where I really started getting into strategy games. Mm hmm. But Fate just takes the fucking cake. This game is amazing. Are you playing Conquest or Birthright? Uh, well, I have the the collector's, the collector's edition. What are you starting with? So, uh, it asked me to pick my branch of the three. Yeah. And uh, I picked Birthright first. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Birthright. I was going to start with Birthright, but... GameStop ran out of Birthright, so I I picked up Conquest. But they should be restocked in like a week or two, so I'll pick up Birthright then. But see, Conquest is the harder game, so if you don't have any yeah. experience in a uh, Fire Emblem, then you should probably start off with Birthright. Yeah, because I heard it was like brutal. I I've never played a fight before before. Um. So yeah, I mean, I like again, just getting. I uh, I just got my 3ds like last week, and I, I got the Fire Emblem 3D XL, which is such a beautiful piece of hardware. Um, but I've never played Awakening. Uh, I know I, I mentioned this before. My roommate played it a lot, and he he told me a ton about the lore and mechanics. But you know, I'm basically going in blind. It plays. It plays very similar to... Uh... Some of the mechanics are similar, but like everything is different. So going into this game now, 
after knowing so much about Awakening, it's still like going in blind, kind of. Okay. I find it's very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics in certain respects, just the way you're positioning people on a, on the like grid and seeing how far they can move and things like that. But there's that whole partner system that really changes how you strategize. And I just, I really like the, the, um, the fighting and the battles and putting characters together. And I really like the fact that they can become friends or fall in love while fighting next to each other. Like every time you finish a turn, there'll be hearts will show up above their heads when they're standing next to each other. And, um, all right after, all right after the battle, you'll be back at your castle and if if the two characters fostered a strong enough relationship, you can have like these little scenes where they're like talking to each other and their relationship like grows to the next level, kind of almost like how Persona does the the S rank the social links. It's similar to that in that they'll go from like C rank relationship to B um to the A to S and then you can probably like marry them and then they'll have children, so you can like breed breed your your humans build your house or your clan whatever it's called and then you can and then you can start ivy training ev training them <laughs> and, uh, and then you make them fight little monsters that come out of out of pokeballs i found myself like really like endearing myself to the characters in the game even like the the small like the ones with the smaller parts who aren't really part now, of the Stan, main story i'm assuming i'm assuming you picked the female lead because yeah, you always do when they give you the option. Female um, Corrin, son. So who are you trying to bag? Oh man, I don't know, man. It's hard it's a hard choice. It's, it's real early in the game. I don't I don't know yet. How far I are you in the game? Um Chapter I wise. I think I'm chapter nine or ten at this point. Oh see see you're I'm I'm on chapter eight and I'm, I'm trying like, to bag Kaze. <laughs> the the ninja guy? Hell yeah, dude! Have you met his brother though? Which one's his brother? Um, Saizo or something? Let me let me look up his name real quick. The dude with the scar on the face, right? Yeah. Yo, that dude looks badass too. But hold on, hold on. I want to find know, his I name. I feel I feel the connection to Kaze better because uh, I think his name is Saizo. Is it Saizo? Let me let me so. just look it up real quick. What the hell? Saizo, yeah. I say, yeah, Saizo. Man, he's so badass, though. He got the hair, and he got that scar over his eye. He's got the one eye. He looks like Big Boss, because he got the, the scarf. Is, like, um, if you're playing Conquest, I mean, Birthright. If you're yeah, playing, I'm playing Birthright. If you're playing Birthright, like, Saizo, I don't know if he's in both games, but I just don't like how he talks to your character. Like he doesn't trust you. And that ninja then, hard to get, dude. But but he's still gonna fight by your side, even though he don't trust you because his brother trusts you. And I don't know, he just has trust issues. Dude, all I know is that he he got that one, and he looks like Big Boss. Kaze though. Yeah, he's man, he's Kaze. a little too by shonen for me. You know what I'm saying? He he's a pretty ninja. I like my ninjas to be a little more hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I like my anime men to be a little know, on you, the hard side. You know what I'm saying, Chris? Listen, listen. When you watch Naruto, oh when you watch God. Naruto, 
pauses like perfect. Stan, I just I'm just laughing because I remember your reaction the the first time you you were, you were like messaging me or tweeting me. You're asking like what what the hell? You, you were watching um One Punch Man and you thought Speed of Sound Sonic was a girl and you couldn't believe when I told you he was I, a I guy. I just ditched the balls by by Saitama <laughs> to realize that he was actually a man. I was like, oh my. I also like how you can customize your your Corin with like hairstyles and colors and like accessories. My Corin's got like short red. Even the voice actor you can change. Yeah, you can change the different voices to be like a more stern, older voice or like a younger voice, which I like. And the and I like how the anime like portrait changed. So my Corin's got like short red hair, and she's got like an eye patch on one eye because she's like the big boss. And I named my I named my castle Outer Heaven, and my my team is called Diamond Dogs. I'm going all in. Stan said, "There's not going to be another Kojima Metal Gear, but there is going to be a Stan Fire Emblem." I mean, it, it feels like similar in some ways too. Weirdly, because you have your base, and you can bit. you you can I, build I can up your that. base. You right? can also and, invade other people's bases. Yeah, and then you can you can build a prison in your in your base, and you can capture enemy soldiers and put them in the prison and, and convince them to join you. And it's it's so much like it in, in those respects that it's like, yeah, man, going the whole outer heaven motif. My my, it's like a female big boss rolling up. All I think of when I think of uh, the prison and forcing people to join you is like Batman throwing the Joker in prison and just going up to him screaming, swear to me. <laughs> swear to me. <laughs> that game is really good. Honestly, honestly, the story is really, I think it's so That decision that you make where you have to um, align with a kingdom, it's like such a hard decision. I bought Birthright and I know I was making that choice already. I wanted to be with the nor kingdom you know what i'm saying i i literally took like an hour and a half to figure out what side i wanted to take because they do a good job right they could do like go ahead you can you can either uh when you have the special edition you could take either the nor or you could take uh, family side or you can choose neither side yeah so but I feel like they they do a really good job of making you like endearing you to both sides of the conflict, so that when it comes time, it's like really hard to make that decision. Because I felt like a connection to all like both families, you know. Which is weird because you're only introduced to the new family like like recently before you make your choice. Yeah, but I feel and... like the connection with like your your Nor family is like. It's like there already, so I I got the sense of like the chemistry, and I was like, I want to get to know like this family more, but I also understand what this family is going through, and I think that they're on the the right side of the conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's such a good story. I'm loving the game. I I'm usually not so much into strategy RPGs, but this one just like really got its hooks in me. For me, like I love strategy RPGs. Like I I love tactics i played the hell out of that um and i love xcom and i i'm excited for all these other indie like xcom xcom clones per se and now now i'm like oh well well i wasted all this time because uh fire emblem awakening and birthright and conquest like this is my jam so i should have hopped on this boat a long time ago but um yeah i i there's still time chris yeah, I don't know. It's just like the time is now. You know, I got my 3DS. I got Conquest. I I'm looking. Um, 
like I I didn't know about these characters that you guys mentioned in Birthright, so I'm looking at photos of Saizo and um yeah, cuz I don't think they're uh I think Kag Kaze is on either side. Um but Saizo I think is only on uh in birthright yeah which is bs because i'm looking at him right now i was like i need this guy in my life i need him so badly right he's so awesome andy are you playing with permadeath on no i'm not no really on. stan Man, aren't, you play- on. aren't you playing with Permadeath? Yeah. oh my god you're going hardcore on. dude if i lose somebody but the battle is still winnable i'm going they're gone like Damn. war is hell man war See, is hell. like you, did you recruit hannah is my problem is if I played with permadeath on and I lost the character, I would keep resetting that match until I won with that character. Yeah, so it's kind of no point for you. But for me, it's like I don't want to reset until – the only time I'll reset is if I know Corrin's going to go down because if Corrin goes down, it's game over anyway. So I know if I know the battle's not winnable, then I'll reset. But if I can win a battle and someone gets lost, it's war, man. Like <laughs> did, you, did you recruit Hannah and um, Subaki? Uh, I'm, they're like two samurai. I'm not that friends. far in yet. Yo, I got them and I lost them in the same fight, and I'm like, that's that's <laughs> just how it goes. Oh man, <laughs> I'm like Hannah. Who? That person's dead. That's crazy. I, I have a question, guys. So, um, I don't have any amiibo, but I this game is a amiibo compatible. So, how does that work? So, if you do you acquire Marth or in both versions, or if you have the Chris, you broke or... up really, really bad. I, I didn't hear a majority. Of your yeah, questions. can you repeat? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, so I don't have. I I never used or I, I never owned any amiibo before. So how does the Fire Emblem amiibo from Smash work with uh, Fire Emblem Fates? I mean, do you... swag? I got you. I got you. So so you go into your like castle, your castle shit. And then you talk to your little orb and you click amiibo. And then you touch the character on your, your amiibo to your your uh, bottom screen of your 3DS. And then they appear in your castle. You talk to them. They give you an item. So then... Uh, you can also battle them, for them, Yeah, for them to uh, come back to visit your kingdom, you have to do a battle. So what I did was I touched all four to my 3DS... I talked to them. I did a battle. I came back to my kingdom, touched all four again. They give you another item, and then uh, you do another battle. And when you come back, uh, they all just say how they have this connection with you, and they want to battle you. So then in the open world, there'll be uh, four hero challenges, and you do them. And when you do them, you can recruit Marth, Ike, uh, Robin and Lucina, Lucina and Robin. Nice. So I assume you recruited all of them already. Well, they're uh, from where I'm at. They're a little over level than me. Like uh, their battles are all like 15 each. And right now, I think I'm level 12. But when I was gonna recruit them, I was level like eight, mm. and I got my ass destroyed. Oh man. But yeah, man, like, this game is, like, so good. I think it's an early contender for Game of the Year. Like, honestly, it's that good for me. Right on, right on. Like, I'm I'm really loving Fire Emblem. It's definitely up there for me, but... Yeah, for sure. 
in all honesty, uh, Pokemon's also up there. Pokemon's not even out yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm really early, early, really early on in the game, so um, I have to play some more to get a better idea. But from what I, but I, I can, I, I can already feel like this is this is a a game of the year choice for me too. So yeah, yeah but that's pretty much it for my topic. Good choice. Good choice, Fire man. Th- I could talk about that shit for so long. Probably will probably will on a future episode once I get closer to the ending. Excellent. And then um are you guys interested in Revelations or uh, that when is that coming out? I think it's coming out in like a couple weeks. Andy's already got it cuz he's got the collector's edition. Oh, seriously? Oh, dude. As DLC, it's like later. Okay. Lucky you, man. That's yeah, that's um... awesome. Well, yeah, that's the only reason why I wanted the collector's edition was just because I got uh, Revelations. Plus, you got that sick earlier. art book. Yeah, I got a sick art book. And, I need to. I need uh, to peep that shit there's later. There's a really sweet, like, uh, there's a really sweet case for the uh, for the 3ds. So nice. let's see. So on the third, Ghostly Gold is coming out, and Museum Melee. Um, trying. There's so much DLC coming out. This yeah, is there's a ton. Crazy. Some of it's free. Like uh, before Awakening is free. Yeah. Um, or you can pay seven uh seventeen dollars for the season pass. It's like a a season pass, and it gives you all the DLC until April, and then I believe they're gonna do another season pass. Huh. Man, breaking that wallet, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, each DLC separately, if you want to buy them separately, are $2.50. Uh, some of them are $2, some of them are $5. So, it might actually be well worth it to uh, to do the uh, the season pass, if you're looking to get it. I'm probably going to cave and get it. Andy, you got to send me your castle address. Uh, shop. Well, we're friends on the 3DS, so That's you true. automatically have it. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to visit you. Maybe break your statues or some shit. <laughs> Don't break my statue. <laughs> Sweet. So, so that- yeah, everyone get Fire Emblem Fates so we can invade each other's castles and, and be friends and enemies. Frenemies. Frenemies. Just don't break my statue. <laughs> And I won't be inclined to hurt you. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, hey, we got some listening listener oh, questions this week. Do we? We have a ton of listener questions. So you guys, you listeners out there, you fans out there, you totally pulled through. And this is gonna be a fun listener question section. All right. So we're gonna jump off with some Pokemon questions. So this is from. Uh, my friend Erin Fusco, and she posted these questions on the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash group slash. Wow. Stan, you do it. I cannot do it. slash group slash Superdome House. Bam. Bam. You got like two thirds <laughs> of the way, man. You got so close. I, uh, I thought you were going to do I know, it. I, just, I got tongue tied. I'm sorry. I, uh, you're the master at this. All right. So. That's what Stan does every Every week. week all right, so Erin, uh, she asked, uh, what is the best Pokemon game slash generation? Uh, what is your favorite Pokemon? And 
Why doesn't Ash age? All right. I'm going to take the wheel on this one. <laughs> so, best Pokemon game slash generation. Are we talking about competitive or story? I, or, or she didn't days? specify, but, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. All right, so for competitive, I'm definitely going to say, like, XY Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire just for the add-ins of uh, certain mechanics and items, including, like, Mega Stones and shit. Uh, if we're talking about story, Gold and Silver was probably my favorite story. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah that's hands down. Heart, uh, well, I mean, Gold and Silver slash Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but yeah, definitely. Two regions, 16 badges. Come on. Can't match Favorite that Pokemon shit. can be down to like Lucario, Blastoise, Swampert. Those are like my light few. I usually favor the, uh, like I said earlier, the water starters. So all of them are on top of my list. All right. And then why Ash doesn't age? Because the show is meant for 10-year-olds. <laughs> Ten-year-olds <laughs> are always going to be ten-year-olds who still watch the goddamn show like me. All right, all right, Stan. How about you? Um, best game is definitely going to be um, Silver and the remake Soul Silver for the reasons mentioned. Eight, 16 badges, two regions. Um, also, I really loved playing Pokemon X because you because it was that three D look the 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 more root. Not realistic, but more advanced graphics of X and Y and being able to customize your trainer, like actually create how they look with eye color, hair color, costumes, etc. Favorite Pokemon? Probably Haunter, Lugia, and Charizard. All right, all right. And Piplup. (laughs) Piplup. (laughs) What about Empoleon, man? Who? Empoleon. Don't know. Who that? That's Piplup's evolution. Man, Piplup never never evolve. Just stay the same. <laughs> too cute. <laughs> that penguin too cute. Too cute for too you. Alright, uh for me, uh like other like the others said, Heart Gold, Soul Server, hands down. I love that game. Favorite Pokemon. Uh, I love Gengar. Cause he's purple, he's got a creepy smile, and he throws shadow balls. That's awesome. Um, I also really love um, the Abracadabra Alakazam, Blastoise, and Greninja and Mewtwo. Um, there's like a, a lot, a, a lot more. Oh, and Skizor. I love Skizor. Um, why doesn't Ash age? Um, so I looked up and inter- there's like some interesting theories out there. There's this one from Creepy Pasta. Um, oh, is it? Is it that Ash is dead? Uh, it, more or less, it's like it's Ash is like in a coma, in a coma. slash yeah. dream, which is I feel like is a cop out and a, a disservice to his character development. But I mean, it's it's an interesting theory. I mean, for those who don't, he doesn't have any development, Chris. He doesn't. He's just nobody. He's just nobody. He, he's also, the worst trainer. <laughs> there's also a theory that like Ash is Red's brother, and like or his son. It's it's so weird. This theory is like seriously weird. It's uh Ash is Red's brother and like Red uh Ash has like this mental disability. So Red sent his Pikachu 
to Ash so that Ash can have like this OP ass Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Ash's Pikachu is like fucking ripped and never listened to him in the beginning. <laughs> and the theory goes on, but that's just the gist uh, of it. I see, I see. Um, I've looked into these weird Ash Ash theories too yeah. much. Well, it's 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 a fun it's a fun thought experiment. My theory is during the end of the first Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. You know, Ash gets turned to stone, but he gets in the in the story he gets healed by the tears of the Pokemon, and he's a okay. But I think he wasn't okay. I don't think. He was healed per se, but like, and it's not actually Ash, but Ash that walked is walking around is on adventures now after being turned to stone. He's actually some kind of homunculus or like a living golem, and he's unable to. He's he's just unable to age, and he can't do anything about it because at the end of the movie, Mewtwo erased the memories of everyone, so he doesn't even know that he's a homunculus or a golem, and no one knows. So life goes on. That's just me. I never considered the theory of his like revival being the reason why he couldn't age anymore, but it, it makes kind of a weird mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, uh, but um, as the game theorist says, it's just a theory. So that's 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 half the fun. Um, all right, so we have some more Pokemon questions. Um, we have two from Jack, um, and he asks, "Do you think Solrock and Lunatone will play a big role as in the in the next in next games or is it too obvious i think Solrock and lunatone will get uh mega evolutions maybe i think umbreon and espion are gonna get mega evolutions oh that would be fucking amazing they would also be the first evolution to get megas yeah that's what i'm saying like it makes sense doesn't it because they're and honestly i think eevee should get a mega evolution because eevee's not gonna evolve eevee's like the mega evolution i mean the evolution pokemon right so like it why not make Eevee, Umbreon, and Espeon all have Mega Evolutions? That'd be cool. Mega Eevee. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, like, a Mega Evolution of, uh, like, Umbreon or, like, Eevee would look like? Man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe Umbreon's in that, like, all-black Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> all-black everything. Maybe, uh... Maybe Umbreon's rocking some black sunglasses. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, well, if uh, I mean, if you guys have some idea, send in some fan art. You know, draw a picture, Photoshop something, and we'll, we'll, we'll we will love that. That'd be great. Just like your your uh, Photoshop picture of Pokemon Meteor. Oh hell yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, yesterday, two days ago, man, I I don't remember. Two days ago. Yeah, when when Sun and Moon first came out, the first thing that clicked in my head is Meteor. I have to Photoshop this, and I did. It was great. And uh, actually, I've been on a Photoshop binge. Um, I posted, you know, you know, the, the, there's these gifts that are coming out where they're making jokes out of Sun and Moon. So there's one about like Kyle Ren and Matt, or like the is it the dress? Is it blue or is it gold? So uh, I did a second one earlier today. Um, it's um, Saitama as Sun and Speed of Sound Sonic as moon um and i did another one yet i did another one um but i haven't posted it yet but have you guys seen the anime or read the manga soul eater yes you know how like there's like the the laughing moon or laughing sun and then the the blood dripping moon 
I, I did a Photoshop of that one. So I'm going to post I wanna it. I want to see that one. Yeah, yeah. It, looks, it, looks, it looks really dope. Um, so what I'm thinking, I just want to, I, I guess for the website, I'm just going to try to make as many Photoshops as I can and just make it like a blog post and just post that on WordPress or on our website, which is supernerdpals.com. So check it out. Um, so I don't yeah. know. That'll, that'll be my project for the next few days. Um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, cool. Oh, and the second question from Zach, um, the second question from Jack, uh, do you think they'll have double type starters again? They'll probably add double, uh, like dual type starters. They, they started doing dual types back in gen three. And then uh, Gen 5 was the only one to have pure types again. But then Gen 6 came back with the dual types. So I think they'll probably keep with the consistency of dual types. All right, cool. Awesome. Um, all right, now we have more Pokemon questions from Chelsea. And um, all right, so Chelsea asked, if you were a Pokemon, which would you want to be? And which would you actually be? So similar to our... Um... No, if you were stuck on a desert island, not if you were a Pokemon. Oh, that's the, that's the other question. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I see. I skipped. That's fine. Yeah. So similar to our anime is weird situation from before. Um, so I can start. Um, I would really want to be Greninja. Because uh, like Andy, I love water type Pokemon a lot. And Greninja is so badass. He throws water shuriken, and he's a ninja. And I, I really want to be a shiny version where it's like the black, black skin with blue spots. Black and red. Yeah, black and red. Oh, that looks so tight. But I think I'll actually be Snorlax <laughs> because I really need a lot of naps to like stay functional and to restore my energy, my health. Um, I can put a ton of food away, but I don't really gain weight. So I, I guess I'm like the smallest. Snorlax ever, and um, I could pack a, a little bit of a wallet because many friends can attest to me giving really hard and concussive hugs. So yeah, so Snorlax, that's me. Hmm. All right, so who would I want to be? I'd probably want to be a Lucario. All right, all right. Because Lucario's a badass. And, uh, I don't know, I think seeing the life, like, how Lucario does with, like, seeing Aura, that would be, like, badass. Um, who I would actually be? Funny, uh, we've had him as a special guest on the show before, my friend Armando. He's actually compared me to Scrafty. (laughs) Wait, who's Scrafty? Is, um, I... I'm totally blanking. Scrafty's the dark fighting type with like the hood skin from uh, Sinnoh Unova. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let me see. see. Yeah, he's from Gen 5. All right. Cool beans. Or Gen. Sorry, Gen 4. No, Gen 5, I'm right. My, like, all types are fucked up right now. Anyway. um, Yeah, so, 
I don't know. I think Scrafty is like one of the more. I wasn't too fond of him at first, but then like when my friends started comparing me to a Scrafty, I was like, yo, I could fuck with this. And then I now have a competitive Scrafty named Andy. <laughs> That's pretty legit. So I've earned with that. But yeah, what about you, Stan? I'd want to be a mute too because he's really smart and he's really grumpy and he can fly. <laughs> and he got he's got like superpowers. I would probably actually be Psyduck because I'm confused and I get a headache and like cry a lot. <laughs> but but Stan, when you get headaches, you can release <laughs> you can you can release psychic attacks with your headaches. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but like only by accident. Um. <laughs> Only when his headaches are massive. Yeah, and like that, so I'd probably just be a side duck. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, eventually you'll grow to a gold duck, and then you'll kill everyone because you're so you're so awesome. That's the goal. All right. Uh, next question from Chelsea: If you're stuck on a deserted island and can only have one Pokemon companion to help get you food, build shelter, and fed off wild animals, which would you have? Assuming you can't teleport or surf off the island. Or fly off the island as well. I would definitely pick Greninja. Aw, uh, yeah. Why? Because uh, Greninja's a, like, a power hitter. He's also a fucking ninja. So he's going to help sneak me through the island <laughs> and and get me food from like a top of a tree. He's ideal. I would not want to be stuck with a Snorlax. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, I would get, you know, a Squirtle or a Blastoise. I don't know which one of the like Squirtle, Wartortle, Blastoise. They're interchangeable. But let's let's just start with Squirtle for now. Uh, first of all, he'll provide me with Comet glasses, which will help against the sun, which is always great. Um, Squirtle can provide and produce fresh water, so I won't die of dehydration. And he's a natural swimmer, so I could go out to the surf with him and fish and catch crabs and shell- shellfish. And I can use that tough shell to break open coconuts and shellfish and stuff like that. So yeah, there you go. Do you think it's cruel that you're using a shellfish shell to kill another shellfish? <laughs> no, it's survival, man. I, it's, it's me or the shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> but how would that make the squirtle feel? Uh happy because we're partners i <laughs> uh how about you stan i would pick torterra because he's he a real big boy and he got a tree on his back and i could just sleep under the tree he is a, he his species is continent because he's he's real big awesome Probably just like just chill there, and he could just walk. And nobody will fuck with me on the back of a Torterra, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you probably wouldn't. We shouldn't. You probably wouldn't have to leave. I mean, like you got like a. He is the island. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> then pick the most powerful Pokemon of all. <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. Good pull, Stan. And our last Pokemon question. Do we know if they're adding more new types? Is there going to be any other evolutions? And which evolution is your favorite? 
So we, I guess we kind of touched on this before. Or we really want mega, uh, we want mega evolutions of EV. Um, but um, thoughts? Uh, well, there's no new type reveal or evolution because there's no real like. There's there's they didn't leak anything. They just leaked the title. Um, as far as my favorite evolution would have to be tied between Jolteon and Vaporeon. Cool, cool. Um, I would really love a dragon type evolution. Um, I mean, they, they they came out with a fairy type, which was um. Oh God, I can't remember the name. Sylveon. Yeah, Sylveon. I think that's right. Yeah, but there's definitely a fairy type evolution. So I mean, fairy and dragons. You know, you, you, they gotta they gotta have a standoff. Um. I would also love a ghost type evolution um, because they have Espeon already. I want a ghost type and a fighting type. Hell yeah! Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Um, my favorite evolution, um, I guess, like Espeon and Umbreon. And uh, Stan, my favorite's always been Umbreon, and I would love to see a Steel type evolution that's like just colossus Yo. <laughs> it's just an eevee covered in metal what would the would its evolution uh would its cry be in like russian it's just yes. a colossus just roar like... <laughs> oh man or could it, or what about a, a gun metal evolution <laughs> just give eevee a gun exactly. <laughs> Or it could be like it, it could pull a Blastoise and have like tank mortar turrets popping out of its back and like mini guns and missiles from its claws and toes or something like that. Right. Oh well. Then. And okay. Uh, and the last listener question of the night. Um, well, right now it's nine thirty, almost nine thirty. So I don't believe we've gotten to that point in the Oscars, but Ash Mullen, he asked, what is our Mad Max Oscar predictions? So just to recap, Mad Max Fury Road has a ton of Oscar nominations. It has nominations for best picture, best director, editor, cinematography, production design, sound mixing, makeup and hairstyling, and visual effects. So I put in a lot of thought into this. And I think, I think Mad Max Free Road is gonna in all the technical based nominations. I think it, I think it's gonna score a win because, like we've talked about many times in the podcast, especially in our Mad Max spoiler cast, um, the in every way fast and imaginable Fury Road was a masterpiece of design, of sound, of spectacle of you know the, the stunts practical effects world building which ties to effects and makeup and hairstyle like like this was a movie that no one has ever seen before like per se i mean yes it's the fourth movie in the mad max franchise but like, it was it was completely a new beast and it just it just revolutionized like it, it just uh it was just so good and it, it it was a masterpiece and it was also like a tentacle marvel and it was a, it really was a miracle that it got made in the first place there were like so many obstacles to get in the way and from a technical standpoint it overcame and excelled 
And in my heart of hearts, I really, really, really want it to win. I, I hope it wins Best Picture and Best Director. Because, um, you know, George Miller, uh, he's a freaking genius. And, you know, the fact that he didn't touch the franchise for 30 years and he worked on the movie for like, in the, he, the movie was in the making for like 19 years. And the fact that he stuck to his vision he got it railroaded through the studios to make it make the movie his way and he overcame so many challenges obstacles and just made a movie that blew everyone's expectations away i think i think it would be a really big disservice if george miller and the entire team under him did not win like best picture or and, and Miller himself not winning Best Director. Like the only the only Oscar he's won is for Happy Feet, and I love Happy Feet. That's a great movie, but I feel there's just something wrong. With, you, you can't have a universe where Miller cannot be recognized, not get an Oscar for Fury Road, because he's been snubbed in the past. Like uh, the Fury Road should have gotten the Golden Globe for Best Picture and uh, Best Drama or Best Director, but I feel like. It's going to be a repeat of that. Best Picture and Best Director will go to The Revenant, which is directed by Alejandro G. Iñárritu. Sorry if I butchered that. Um, And the reason why I feel that way is because even though... I mean, when it comes down to it, Mad Max Fury Road is still a genre film. And I don't... You know, looking at the past years and the winners of Best Picture, I mean, I think... Those type of movies just don't get it. They're, those type of awards or recognition. But that aside, I feel like what Miller and the, the stunt team and the his in, the entire production team, what they accomplished, um, I think he really deserves it. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm biased and I love post apocalyptic stuff. But like taking a step back, like there's just so many things, and even yeah, from from like the story, the tech the how it was made the production effects and how it's like a really amazingly feminist movie and how everyone and their mom they 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 always they they all it's ingrained in our in our in our pop culture to shout like witness and witness me and shining chrome you know um but i feel like it won't get the best picture best director i i pray i pray that i'm proven wrong but we'll see like in an hour or two um how about you guys i i want mad max to win something because uh i mean we dedicated a whole fucking podcast to mad max so it's obviously up there in movies i would be very very surprised if it didn't walk away with any and you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mad Max. Exactly. This exactly. This is what brought us together. I I I have a deep deep love and commitment, and I I I will champion the cause. And I mean, I guess, I mean, in the end, you know, Mad Max has won plenty of other accolades that are not the Golden Globes or not the Oscars. And I think even without the awards, people people love that movie, and it's it's in the like. It's it's not a B-rated movie anymore. It's in everyone's consciousness. And, you know, 
and then we're gonna we're gonna get some sequels. So that's great. Uh, Stan, you said it best. I have nothing more <laughs> to add than what you already. Said I gotta. I have to wave the flag for Miller for George Miller, my bro, my man. If they do win some type of an award, whoever accepts the award should yell witness. I I. If, if if not someone on stage, I feel like there's gonna be some person in the crowd that's gonna do it. It's gonna be if not, that's gonna be a missed opportunity. It is like what I th- when I'm thinking instead of like a standing ovation, like someone does the sign of the V8 and then everyone does it and they're just they're, <laughs> they're just chanting like Miller Miller. That'd be that'd be awesome. That's what the, yes. Please, please, people. I know this podcast is not published and it's going to be already happening, but send your psychic vibes and make it happen. It'd be awesome. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really excited about this, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the end of the show, I guess. Yeah. That is everything. If you like what you heard, definitely rate us and recommend us to friends. Uh, five stars. Give us comments. Let us know. What you like, what you didn't like, and all that other good shit. Um, you can listen to this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, supernerdpals.com. You can follow our group on Stan, go for it. Facebook.com slash groups slash supernerdpals. <laughs> you can get me on Twitter at SweetJustice1, Chris at KO Ninja for Hire, and Stan at Stan Doom. Doom. Doom! Tiger! You win! Japan! And uh, you can catch Johnny Lamb, aka Iron Lambro, on Twitter at Iron Lambro, twitch.tv slash Iron Lambro, and all the Iron Lambro things on, on the internet. Go- Google it. And we'll post it in the show notes. And thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Shoutouts to Iron Lambro. Shoutouts to um, Anime is Weird. It, the next episode will come out really, really soon. Um, so next Friday, March 4th, um, we're going to be talking about Codebreaker. So get excited. And again, um, take a listen to episode one where we talk about Marvel Disc Wars of the Avengers. Um, it's a fun episode. And uh, episode two, it's going to be a doozy. It's, it, Codebreaker is a thing. Um, Definitely a thing. All right. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening.